Hello, hello, hello. God damn, god damn. This is Who the Fuck Knows with Emily Rose. I'm Emily Rose. And this is kind of more like a PSA for everyone. If you have been following me on social media, you've seen that I have been teasing and uh, promoting an episode that was supposed to come out today with my incredible friend, Katie Thompson, who lives in Los Angeles, and, and we talk a lot about Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. We do a little SLC, Salt Lake City segment, and then we also talked primarily about Vanderpump Rules. Now, we did that on Thursday. This was our actual second recording after the first one was botched due to technical issues on both of our ends. Then this last recording is now possibly not recoverable after a technical issue on my end. So I'm going to try and see if I can get that back to you guys. I spent a lot of time editing it. I spent a lot of time doing it. And so I'm really hoping that I can recover that and release it as a bonus episode for you guys this week or next. But since I'm here, I did want to go ahead and give you guys some thoughts that I have going into tomorrow where we will be watching the season nine premiere of Vanderpump Rules. And and again, Katie and I talked about a lot of this stuff, so I don't want to talk too much about what we talked about just in case I can recover it. But I will give you guys some just some solo thoughts on this. For one, I do think, and I've said this before, I am feeling kind of nervous, I guess, about the premiere for a few reasons. I'm wondering how the show is going to adjust to them them being the cast members, the primary cast members, kind of not really having the party lifestyle to the same extent that they did. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I cannot party the way that I could party when I was 23 now that I am 29. And it's not even that big of a gap in years, I guess, but I cannot throw down like I used to throw down. And they all started when, except for Jax, when they were, you know, well, Stassi and Katie, and I believe Ariana, they were all, and definitely Lala and James, they were all early 20s. So since they cannot do this anymore the same way, I'm really curious to see how it's going to play out. You know, we're coming off of Last season was, I mean, in my opinion, a goddamn mess, okay? I don't know how you guys felt about it. I just remember watching it. I was so pumped. (laughs) No pun intended. I was so excited because I actually got turned on to Bravo, essentially, through Vanderpump Rules. Like, I'd always watched Real Housewives of Atlanta to some extent, and I have been a pretty big Beverly Hills fan, but I wasn't like watch every week dedicated, okay? I would watch them when they would come out later on Hulu or on demand or whatever. But Vanderpump Rules was is probably the first Bravo show that I was like, oh, every week I have to be tuned in. And so last season, you know, obviously there was COVID and everything that we were dealing with. And so I was definitely looking for some refuge in that. And I went in with really high hopes. And I think 
in hindsight, I was pretty disappointed. I am pretty disappointed. I've done many of Vanderpump Rules rewatch. I don't know if you guys rewatch the seasons. I find comfort in that. And so I had, I've done several. And I did one really recently to get prepared for tomorrow's premiere. And when we got to this past season, when we got to season eight, when we, we being me, me and the cat, okay, <laughs> when I got there, I was like, I don't know if I am going to enjoy this, but I'm going to give it a fair shot. Like maybe I was just, you know, maybe it was COVID. I had a broken leg, all of these things. Maybe that's what colored it. And I watched the season and I was like, oh, this shit is boring like the whole and not even just boring because parts of it were pretty interesting but the whole like separation of cast like they didn't even really try to integrate the cast from the quote-unquote new members and old members seemed so inauthentic to me I know that we love to paint Sheena as like some sort of boy crazy this that and the third but I didn't believe that she was having any drama with Brett or Max or any of them. I felt like she was the most willing to pretend like she still worked at the restaurant because I don't even know if she really still did. And and so she played this character and I just felt like they they just it wasn't it wasn't authentic. It wasn't seamless. So going into this season, you know, and so we the only new cast member from last year that we have retained is Charlie. I really liked Charlie. I thought that Charlie was kind of quirky and odd, and I didn't believe her when she said she'd never eaten pasta, but I was like willing to buy into it, kind of like we do with Kathy Hilton. Like, I know you know how to open a bottle of wine, but I am going to be here for your whole character arc. Okay. I really liked that about Charlie, but you know, I wouldn't have chosen her to be the next, the the new cast member to come back. I would have chosen Danica because Danica is actually, has actually worked at the restaurant for several years. And so it would have to me been the more authentic, oof, can't, can't use that word enough, apparently. That would have been the better of of the options, in my opinion. But apparently I was listening to something recently and Ariana, oh, uh, Sex Unique podcast. And they had Ariana on as a guest, Ariana Maddox. And she was saying that Danica is living her best life. So that's good. I'm I'm happy. I'm happy to hear that, our, our, that Danica is doing well now. Because if you guys remember, Danica had like gotten this major DUI. She like wasn't allowed to drive her car. Like her car wouldn't start unless she blew into an alcohol reader, which is that's severe in my opinion. That's pretty fucking intense. And then she had punched her boyfriend at work and she had all this drama on top of being an OG staff member. So I think that that would have been really interesting, but apparently she's living her best life without the show. So sucks to be us, I guess. Uh, I really didn't care about Max or Brett. I guess I cared more about Max because he worked at TomTom. But again, like that was a stale. The whole thing, I just, it didn't, it was, it was like you're introducing us to a brand new show about some other restaurant in West Hollywood. And it just didn't have the same gripping television that I think the early seasons of Vanderpump Rules had. So now we're going into it. 
And as you may remember, Stassi and Kristen, Jackson, and Brittany are no longer on the cast either. Stassi and Kristen for the way that they handled a cast member, Faith, and her presence on the show. And they tried to get her fired by doing a series of things that are racially inappropriate, racist in general, and just fucking cruel, in, again, in general. And so, allegedly, they got fired for that. I have conspiracy theories. You guys know I love my conspiracy theories. My theory for Stassi and Kristen was that Stassi was going to take a season off anyway, maybe. And because she wanted to start her family. And I think that Kristen was already on the, on the way out. Maybe not. Maybe Bravo did the right thing this one time with these two cast members. They did the right thing. But I, I do. I, I thought I just kind of thought it was it was an interesting way to handle it. I'm not mad that they got fired. I think now, I don't know. Well, okay. There was an argument to be made right after it happened that's like, don't fire them. Keep them on the cast and hold them accountable. Because at least we could say probably Ariana would have been able to hold them accountable to some level. I think, though based on the apologies that they issued and how they have acted since Stasi went on Tamron Hall around this I think it was around this time a year ago around September a year ago to answer for how she handled things with faith and for what her views are on growing and unlearning racism and she did she fucking bombed y'all I don't know if I feel like it wasn't talked about a whole whole lot I certainly was thinking and talking about it before I had a show and it it was it was rough. It was really rough. And so I think I feel solid in the opinion or in the decision to fire Stassi because I don't think that we would have had like we would have had like the younger version of Ramona, arguably the Leah. Okay, but no, we would have had the younger version of Ramona like we had on Roni. And I don't think that television needs that right now i think we have gotten our fill from from reality television and then Kristen, you know she in my opinion of the two apologies hers seemed to be more thoughtful like and more like Kristen wrote it maybe she didn't write it at all and she just has a better handler and that's totally possible but i think that Kristen. There was, there was, there's an, but then does Kristen really fit without Stassi? That's the thing. And we'll get to Jax in a second, but I, I think about it and I'm like, well, do we really, what is Kristen's purpose? She's not dating or at the time, or she wouldn't be now because uh, she's engaged or in a very serious relationship, I believe still with some random guy in the Valley. She doesn't make a whole lot of sense if, if there's not Carter and there's not Stassi and from what we could tell at the end of the season, she and Katie weren't really still tight. She doesn't fuck with Lisa Vanderpump and hasn't in a while. So I just don't know, even though a redemption arc for Kristen would have been interesting, I will say, I think we are going to benefit far more from seeing Katie without Stassi and Kristen 
than we would seeing Kristen without Stassi or Stassi without Kristen. I think that Katie has more of a chance because we've seen, first of all, as far as politically goes, and it is the absolute bare fucking minimum to call out bullshit when it's happening. But she was the one who said, hey, black people are out here getting arrested for real for every day and beaten in the streets. And Jax, this is when Jax and Randall pulled this fucking ridiculous prank. And like, it was great to have someone bring that levity to it because I will admit I didn't even read it like that at first. I just thought, oh, well, here's these fucking dumbass, rich ass Beverly Hills morons like playing a fucking prank. And then when Katie said that, I was like, oh, shit, like, you're right, Katie. This is inappropriate and weird and feels weird. So I am excited for her to kind of flourish because I think that there's this consensus that Katie has always been her best self when Stassi and Kristen are not involved. I don't know how true it is of of Kristen necessarily impacting her personality. I think that the the baggage that has come along with being Kristen's friend for so many years is probably what deteriorate, deteriorated, excuse me, that relationship. I think that Stassi really kind of did have a negative impact on Katie's personality. And now, to be clear, Katie and Stassi are still friends in real life, or they were the last time. The I'm trying to think. Yeah, Katie and Stassi are still friends. And maybe not, though. What if they're not? Because I really I'm saying all this. I'm talking shit. And then I'm realizing that I'm still living in a space of like August 2020. And we're not there anymore. But at that time, I seem to remember seeing Katie post something or Stassi post something. Somebody or I didn't. Did I still follow her? I don't know. Doesn't matter. I think they are still friends, at least. I know for a fact that Stassi and Kristen kind of like repaired their friendship, at least for pictures, because I remember the pictures of of them all kind of she and sorry, Kristen and Stassi hanging out and and trying to do this whole, oh, we were both fired from the show kind of thing. Now, let me think. All of the moms have hung out. So Lala, Stassi, Brittany and Sheena recently within the past few weeks, took a picture and the caption was something like, we used to hold uh, cocktail glasses or cocktail trays, which is cute. And they all have their babies. I am super grateful also that we don't have to see four new mom arcs. Like, I think that would have been a little much. I really think for a show that is rooted in getting wasted at your serving job in Hollywood and kind of like abusing each other mentally, emotionally, and sometimes physically, I think four brand new moms would be a lot, but we still are going to see Sheena and Lala. I am, I talk about this on the hopefully not lost podcast. I am excited to see Sheena as a mom. And if we could just for a second, if you guys don't mind, I would like to talk about this whole Brock thing. Everything that I have been reading and hearing the cast has leaked so far indicates that Brock kind of steps into the Jack's role 
That's what they keep saying, but I am not inclined to believe that because I was following Brock before they even got together or before, I mean, before we knew that they were together significantly before. When they started doing, the minute Sheena started doing like at-home workout videos, and I think it was like April 2020, I was watching. And so I saw Brock and I didn't think that he was a jackass at all. I really didn't. So it's interesting that people are saying, like, maybe maybe he just gets, like, bad drunk. You know what I'm saying? Not necessarily that he's also, like, a very manipulative and, like, can't help but, like, constantly twist the truth in his head like Jax. I know people say compulsive liar. I think that term's a bit old and 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 spoiled. I think we should just say that Jax's brain's, brain functions in such a way that he is constantly twisting the scenarios in which he's involved in his own mind to favor him. And that means that he is like exaggerating, taking things out, omitting, whatever. It's like he's like constantly in, you know, Ableton, (laughs) the Ableton of his mind, like deleting and, and sorting and rearranging things. Ableton is a Music editing software that I am trying to figure out how to use now because, well, tech issues that I'm having. All right. So then they're saying that Brock is kind of like a deadbeat dad. He doesn't go and see his children. I just don't see Sheena having such a hold. Sheena having been his like training client, like one of his like personal trainer clients having such a hold on him. That he, like, doesn't visit his children. I think that there's a big factor of COVID that needs to be thrown in there. But I'm, I, they really, you know, I have to give it to the cast. They're doing a good job of keeping me, keeping me guessing. Because if I wasn't being fed all of that, I would have a pretty clear idea. And I think I did when I reviewed the the trailer that came out. I think that they're doing a pretty good job of keeping me, keeping my ears perked up, if you will. You know what I'm saying? So that's Brock. So apparently he's a deadbeat dad, but I don't believe it yet. I'm excited to see Sheena as a mom. This is what she has been literally prepping for. And I have not been one to relish in Sheena's misery. It makes me uncomfortable kind of how much shit she's had to go through. I like that she's going to have a solid storyline that is not necessarily, as far as I can tell, based around fucking Stassi, which is, if you do rewatch the series anytime, tell me how any of that ever made sense. Like Stassi and, and Sheena's rivalry was so gross on Stassi's part. And so I am excited for Sheena to have something and like legitimate, relatable, truthful life circumstances that I think she will be so genuine about. And so I'm excited to see that captured because it it got a little bit the dating thing. And then definitely again, last season with the whole Max spread, all that, like, I didn't believe that shit. You know, I want to see her flourishing as a mom, as a wife and as a friend in Marina Del Rey. I am just, I'm happy for her. And I, I don't know if there's going to be drama with Brock, honestly, I hope not. I hope she doesn't have another destructive relationship that she has to navigate through. But if she does, I'm going to be there for her because I really am Team Sheena. I tried to resist for a couple of years there. 
knowing that I was a Sheena and I really am and I'm okay with it. I just, I don't know that I'm okay with it actually, (laughs) but I'm trying to be, I'm trying to be. And so then we have, okay, apparently, again, this is something that I thought was just for a storyline. Apparently it is a real thing or is like an extension of Tom Tom that Tom Schwartz and Sandoval are going to be opening a new restaurant or maybe like a new portion of a restaurant or something like that. I'm certainly not sure. I don't live in Los Angeles or, you know, California. But I think I think that might be hmm, it's a toss up. The Lala being a mom storyline and the Schwartz or no yeah Katie Schwartz Katie Maloney Schwartz and Sandoval getting into it over another restaurant situation and then Sandoval and Schwartz arguing with Lisa over a restaurant I'm not super excited about that just on just based on the little information that I have again maybe with more information there could be there could be there could be potential for that to be an interesting thing to watch. But I don't find that Katie and Sandoval constantly going at each other's throats has been a particularly satisfying thing unless it just really comes to a head. And like, I mean, it's tough because Sandoval and Schwartz have been doing so much, so much in quarantine for Bravo, on their Instagram, for TomTom, that we pretty much know that there's not really a rift in their friendship. So it's it's not like there's going to be some sort of big reveal that like whatever happens between Katie and Sandoval ruins Schwartz's friendship with Sandoval and yada yada. Even if that happens in the course of the season, that's not necessarily going to remain true. And I don't know how interested I am in seeing that because we know how Schwartz and Sandoval solve conflict. Sandoval cries a lot. Schwartz gets super fucking like holes up into a shell and lets a semi truck run right the fuck over him. And then they move on. And if that's going to be dragged out for several episodes, I'm not going to be sure I can I can dedicate myself to that. I am interested to see how Katie and Tom are doing. And again, I've already talked about how I want to see Katie's story arc and how she's doing and what, you know, how she kind of wants to have. She says in the trailer, I think, that she wants to be known for more than just like being Schwartz's wife. And so maybe she takes a stake in it. That's important. I don't know. So maybe I won't be so I I won't be so down on the idea of a Katie Schwartz, Sandoval, Ariana feud over a restaurant. Also interested to see what the concept is. Also, before I get into anything else, I am hoping genuinely that at the end of this season, or maybe coming up at the end, or maybe at the beginning, we get a little... I know that this is like based on nothing because we don't have anything to say that this is even, we have no evidence that this is even something that's being filmed. But wouldn't it be dope if they integrated into the Vanderpump Rules first few episodes of the season, Vanderpump Garden, right? 
and started kind of like in in Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and they had that crossover episode to introduce us to VPR. If VPR did that and introduced us to a new VPR spinoff at the Las Vegas hotel because I am invested, you guys. I am, I would be so down to see, I am fascinated with Las Vegas culture. I wish that there was a Real Housewives of Las Vegas. I wish that there was a way to access Holly's World, which is Holly Madison's uh, spinoff show when after she wrote, after, yeah, after she wrote her book and after she left the mansion. She had a show that had like two or three seasons on E. You cannot find them in any cohesive way anywhere. Daily Motion, Vimeo. There's like maybe one or two full episodes on YouTube and it's like the pilot and then the like first episode of the second season. Anyway, that's such a tangent, but it makes me mad because I'm such a Holly Madison devoted, dedicated, loving fan. And so I really love that show and I'm sad that it's it's not findable. Oof. Sorry. So I would be interested in seeing the Vanderpump Garden spinoff be introduced in a way that kind of integrates it. Like maybe, maybe Tom Tom go over there for some reason to meet up with Lisa and she's doing that and we get like a little behind the scenes and then Tom and Katie can comment on, oh, isn't this funny? It's just like how we started and then they can flash back to season one or two. I don't know. I'm coming up with a bunch of ideas that are probably going nowhere, if anyone even hears this. So I think, I think, wouldn't that be cool? Aren't you guys interested in Vanderpump Gardens? I love Las Vegas. I've never been. <laughs> I've never been, but I am so genuinely interested in in what could be brought. What could be brought to to Las Vegas with these with this concept of a cast? Because I know this is the thing. This is the thing that sucks about Vanderpump Rules no longer focusing on a group of people that work in a restaurant because take any restaurant, any restaurant at all that you want to find and you will find some bullshit. You will find some incestuous like drama, drugs and drinking. You will find that. You don't have to look far. I promise you. If you think the shit's not going down at Applebee's, it is. If you think the shit's not going down at your favorite, like, whatever boutique restaurant that you like to go to in your neighborhood, it is. I promise you, every restaurant has drama. Every serving staff has drama. Everybody has the fucking insane-ass cook who can't help but, like, cuss people out and make everybody feel really small. And then the fucking... That's why there's so many memes about the kitchen staff. And, and then there's, like hostess and server drama and there's barback drama like literally this is something that is happening all across america all across america and i want it captured god damn it in an authentic way authentic hello ding 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 if this were watch what happens live you would be taking a drink don't if it is early or if you are underage <laughs> okay so that's my thoughts on vanderpump garden this completely hypothetical idea for how to integrate a spinoff that may or may not even be something that is genuinely going to happen anytime soon. Finally, I want to talk a little bit about Lala and Randall. I am not at all interested in Lala as a mother. I'm honestly, 
I'm pretty sure I'm I'm just not interested in her as a person. I'm not interested in Lala and Randall, and I'm not interested in Lala as a person or her growth or her lack thereof. And honestly, this is this is what I genuinely think. I don't think that Lala is as vicious as she used to be. And I do believe that motherhood has changed her. And so the little scenes that we see of her snapping or yelling or having an attitude, I think are forced. I think that they are her just trying to remain relevant, knowing full goddamn well that she has decided to marry rich and have a kid and have this like this is the thing, guys, the kind of money that Lala and Randall have for now, that is not money that is relatable to a lot of people. And just so while like Lala being a young mother might be relatable, I just don't think I don't know how relatable her lifestyle is going to be. Whereas and no offense to Sheena, and I know that she's not she's not hurting for money by any means. I just think that she's just more a relatable person and lives a more relatable life. And I think that she probably doesn't have as much help behind the scenes as I think Lala probably would. Even even if Stassi were on the show, I would think that Stassi would have a more realistic view of what raising a, an infant is like. Anyway, super not the point. I, I really... Now, if there were scenes of Lala doing her podcast, that would be obviously relatable to me. Maybe not anybody else. But I just hope that it's not this whole thing where it's like, oh, well, Shushu, I like, I really... I've changed and I'm like a new person now that I'm a mom. I have so much love in my heart. I have so much regret. And then we see her like snapping on people or like maybe I guess one genuine thing that she could probably be dealing with on camera is like is like coming to grips with the fact that she's not as relevant or as interesting on the show. You think? I think that that might be something that actually might hurt her ego. And I actually am interested in seeing her ego be knocked down a couple of pegs. Am I right? So, so yeah. But overall, I think that's the storyline that I am least invested in. And then she's the one that is talking on camera about Brock. And it just seems like she just wants to bring Sheena down, you know? Like, since Stassi and Kristen aren't there, like, she has to carry on the torch for them of just, like, making Sheena feel like shit. And I hate that. I really hate that. Finally, I said finally last time, but then as I was talking, I realized I can't talk about Lala without talking about James fucking Kennedy. Oh, man. James Kennedy. I I hope that he is well. I do. I'm going to keep a side eye on him for a minute because I feel like when people get drunk or do other things that intoxicate them. They can say mean things or act out of character, but the things that would come out of his mouth were like really fucking dreadful and hateful. And I really, I don't, I don't know that that is something that is necessarily as much alcohol induced as it is personality induced. And some, I hope that like being sober hasn't like put his ego higher than it needs to be. I just hope that he has some humility. And you can't really tell because the trailer really doesn't do anything but do lots of shots of like weird partying shit. So 
I don't know. I don't know if he's going to be humble. I am definitely interested in seeing the proposal to Raquel. It looked like it was really cute. I talked about this with Katie, Katie Thompson, not Katie Maloney, on the Lost episode that I I really am genuinely interested in, in seeing that proposal and how they played it out. I love a proposal. Can I just say, I love a fucking proposal. And man, Schwartz's proposal to Katie, I think it was season four or five, that was really dope. Like that was, that makes me, every time I've seen that, I cry. Cause I just can't, it's just so well thought out. He put so much forethought into it. And, you know, we were kind of led to believe that Schwartz is like incapable and who knows how much help he had in that. But I really, that proposal to me stands out as one of the best proposals I've seen on television of all time. Genuinely. So I love a proposal and even, you know, Jax's hokey ass proposal to Brittany at the damn crab shack or whatever. I liked it. I liked seeing the drama leading up to it. I like seeing them go get the ring and all of that. I genuinely, genuinely like it. So I'm excited to see that. I'm hoping that James can like show us that he has, that he has actually grown. And I hope that for Lala too, but I just... I guess I I have I've been more inundated with Lala content in the past year or so than I have James's, so I I really have my own reservations about whether she's really changed or not. I don't know because I I don't think I follow James Kennedy. I do follow Raquel, and I believe she does work at the restaurant. I'm I'm pretty sure we confirmed that. And that see, and that's what we need. We need like people that work at the restaurant and maybe there'll be still restaurant drama. I'm hoping we don't have Jackson, Brittany, and I, I couldn't see another second of that relationship. If I'm going to be totally honest, I think we could all, I think that like your most basic never seen a reality television show before watcher could probably watch one episode of each season that Jax is in and tell you how Jax is going to portray the I'm a new father thing. I I really think, I think we are good without that. I think the show will be fine without that. We have Ariana and Tom who I didn't really talk about outside of the context of the new restaurant they are the golden couple. I know we shouldn't do that. I know we shouldn't. We shouldn't put people on a pedestal. They certainly don't love that. I just really, I really respect them as a couple and I I really want them to be okay. It seems like they have a great time together. So that's the kind of relationship. And if they have drama, it's going to be like a genuine incident or a, it's not going to be a result of something underlying and consistent necessarily the way that it would be with Jackson Brittany. Like the thing with Jackson Brittany is that like Jax has fucked up so many times and Brittany is like constantly having to struggle with security about it with Ariana and Tom. Like, I think that if they fight, they have a, they have an issue, they have a conflict and they have to resolve it rather than like this really nasty underlying thing. That's not to say they don't have their shit. But it is to say, I think that they're a far more enjoyable couple to watch. And so I will, and I know that there's the argument to be made that it's like, what is Vanderpump Rules without Jackson Stassi, right? But what is Vanderpump Rules without Sir? You know what I'm saying? 
what is Vanderpump Rules without the premise of a bunch of kids working or kids or young adults working in a restaurant together and having conflict and drama and friendship drama and relationship drama, all that's brought outside and then uh, fanned the flame inside. I, I really, I think that we do have to come to terms with it being a different kind of show or a different show. And that can, that could be okay. That could be okay, <laughs> which I couldn't be more vague about that. But I, I really do. I think that it will be fine. I think let's give it a few episodes. I plan on recapping at least the first episode. I think I'm going to have, now that I've done this whole precursor shit, I think I'm going to have a lot to say about the premiere afterwards. So that is going to be on my priority list for this week. I am actually going to be on a couple of different pods this week. I believe they should both be out tomorrow. If not, they will be out this this week sometime. I am on Taria Faison's What Else Is Going On podcast you guys, it is such a good episode. Like we both ended the call and we were both like, this is going to be really good. So we talk a lot about Beverly Hills is primarily what we talk about. And y'all know I get into a Kathy Hilton tailspin and a Paris Hilton tailspin and talk about everything that's on the top of my head about that. So I think that'll be really good. We talk about, you know, hypocrisy among Bravo content creators and some consumers and and the ways that, you know, Crystal is viewed against Garcelle and vice versa and just lots of lots of deep shit and lots of fun shit. And I'm excited for you guys to hear that. I am also on, excuse me, Shannon's podcast, Everything's Hunky Dory. We actually talk in that episode about Amazon Prime's Lula Rich documentary. It's a four-part series about this MLM that is primarily selling really tacky leggings and maxi dresses and things like that. And the premise of the documentary is that they're interviewing the heads of the company, Deanne and Mark. I don't even remember their last name. I know her maiden name was Startup. Anyway, so they, they're interviewing them, but they don't know that the documentary is essentially going to be an expose on the <laughs> on the company. So it's kind of funny to see that. And then they definitely dive into like the struggles of you know, the the kind of con artistry that goes behind an MLM and possible pyramid scheme and all of that's very interesting. So I am talking to her about that on her podcast. And then she has an interview after me, I believe it may be reversed with a friend of hers that is going to be very, very interesting. So you guys look out for that. And of course, please look out for this bonus episode with my friend Katie Thompson. If you have not already heard of her or if you haven't been to her podcast, it's called See You Next Tuesday. It is spelled the grammatically, uh, the the way that you should say it, C-S-E-E, da-da-da-da. And it is about all things like sex and love and living life and just being a human. And she is an incredible one. So I really hope that you guys are able to get that episode sometime in the next couple of weeks. And until then... Until then, my friends, you can find me streaming on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, 
iHeartRadio, anywhere. I am available everywhere. You can follow me on my podcast page at who tf knows emily rose that's at who tf as in the fuck knows emily rose and then my personal you can also follow that's emily agogo emily a g o g o for things that are both bravo and uh, everything else related i do have a tiktok i actually couldn't tell you what the what my tiktok username is right now but if you go to my podcast page you will see some stuff that i've posted i have too much time sometimes honestly and then uh, you can support me financially if you are inclined i do want to shout out really quick i just want to shout out a few of the people who have actually bought me some raw oysters for buy me a coffee wesley someone with the last name of johnson because you were anonymous so i don't want to you know, do too much, but thank you. And then my friend Elena, if you guys didn't know, we did a podcast recently about Bravo and sobriety and her sobriety journey, which is also an awesome episode. And I do want to do a few shout outs for my Buy Me a Coffee supporters whenever I can each week. So please do that. You can find that in the link tree in my podcast Instagram page as well. And I think I have talked plenty for today okay so i will talk to you guys later bye bye yeah. Yeah. Tell me what you